0: This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It's Brian Mudd along with your local real estate pro, Lisa True, with the latest information that you need to know and also Eric... Cantelli, he's the mortgage partner of the True Group with Academy Mortgage, uh, there's a lot that might be available to you that you didn't know that might be helpful to help buy your next home or you know, just to understand what's going on in the mortgage market today because we know that a lot of times the hype that's out there does not necessarily equal the outcome. Uh, for example, if you just listened to all the rumors uh, coming um, post-election, you would have thought mortgage rates are a lot higher than where they are today. In fact, they've actually come down a little bit over the past month, so we'll talk about that along with with, uh, what is available to you in the mortgage market today. Before we get going, if you're not already there, go to estate 911com That's True truerealestate911.com. And reach out to the tour Group seven days a week if you're buying, selling, if you have questions at 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326. Because the Trues, uh, whether it's online or if you want to have a conversation, you will find no better resource for local real estate information. And these days, Lisa, it's very important because as you have been sharing with us, uh, there are many different aspects of today's real estate market that are different than they, they were a year ago or even a few months ago. Give us a little bit of an idea of what's going on. The last time we talked, you said that it was really active throughout the Palm Beaches.
1: Yes, we're seeing uh, great activity in our both our buying side of our 400000 and under. And we're seeing some really good international um interest right now as well however it's been a real focus on our part in our marketing and in our exposure so it makes sense that that's what's happening in our in our world in true Group real estate
0: when we uh, were taking a look at the January information it looked like uh, locally uh, Palm Beach County ended up performing quite well increase in sales year-over-year year, uh, average on existing homes uh, the appreciation was around nine percent both even uh, performing better than the national average you had wondered um, aloud if there weren't uh, some buyers that are borrowing uh, future sales, that they were, they were worried about mortgage rates, and so some people might have been expediting their timetable. Do you think that's what actually happened? Or do you think that we just have a a big uptick in real estate generally here in the first quarter?
1: We are seeing people that normally would start in March and April and May, that predominant summer move. We're seeing them out there much earlier this year. And of course, the concern over interest rates has kind of calmed down a little bit. However, they already had that fear and started getting wheels moving and things in motion. So we have a tremendous amount of March buyers coming down
0: Mm, from
1: other parts of the country and most of those are not just retirees. They're actually people that are coming, making a permanent move to Florida, number one. And we're also seeing our local buyers starting earlier. What happened two years ago, which was a short Of inventory in this price range, a lot of buyers are concerned about that happening again this year. So we were having buyers that normally wanted to have their kids in their home and settled by June or July still moving in September. So we're seeing them start earlier for that reason.
0: What's your advice right now to people if they're thinking about buying and then also if they're thinking about selling?
1: The advice is to give us a call. Uh, Don't wait, especially if you're selling. Don't think, oh, well, the summer market. I hear this a lot that people think it starts about May. It doesn't start in May. It actually starts much earlier. So pick up the phone. Let's talk about the right strategy for you the time frame for you and if you're looking to buy you need to get pre-approved really probably a little bit earlier than maybe you thought we're seeing a lot of people that are having some approval issues that maybe Eric needs to work through and yet You know they didn't know about him, so he needs some time to get them pre-approved before they're ready to actually go to contract.
0: All right, one more question for you before we do bring in Eric Cantelli from Academy Mortgage. You have uh, indicated with regularity that the more affordable homes are doing very well. That sub four hundred thousand number, I heard you mention that again. Are we still seeing uh, that homes that are above that four hundred threshold, especially above six hundred thousand, are still struggling, or has that market improved at all?
1: Well, I think it's improved a little bit however we still have a 16 month worth of inventory wow okay remember when we went over statistics and if you want to hear a recap of that you can always go over to our facebook page we had 81 properties that closed in the luxury market which is great however over 200 came on the market and that doesn't include all the ones that were already on the market so you have to get everything perfect. Now, that means that 81 sellers were able to sell in the luxury market, and that's great news for those 81. And so, it's just about strategically pri- pricing your property, getting the condition right, and getting the marketing perfect, and listening to the market when you put it on so that you know what the market is saying, and then reacting quickly.
0: Alright, and with that, we will transition over to Eric Cantelli, mortgage partner of the True Group. So, you, I'm sure, have had an interesting few months since the election. Um, after the election, we saw more mortgage rates begin to rise, and then you, you, I imagine, saw a bunch of activity, right, as people are trying to get in before rates moved higher?
2: Definitely. Uh, Everybody was a little spooked by what they saw in interest rates, but recently, I'd say over the last couple months, everything has pretty much gotten right back to being a little bit more stable, um, and people are just finding that they want to get into the market a little sooner than they did before.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because a lot of times the hype does not equal the reality. Now, you know, every little bit in, in a mortgage can be a big deal. You know, in a four hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars home, I was just calculating this for a listener yesterday. You know, if you're talking about four, financing four hundred twenty thousand dollars, a half of a percent can end up being forty thousand dollars paid to term. So that's not insignificant. But the the flip side of that is, um, you know, the movement in rates from maybe the mid to upper threes to at the high point, the low fours, you know, it's still very low in, in the context of the historical rate of mortgages. And what are some of the lower rates that people are able to obtain right now, say on a 15- and a 30-year fix?
2: You're still seeing 15-year fixed rates, somewhere in the mid-3% range, depending on credit and down payment. Mm-hmm. And as far as 30-year fixed rates, you're still in the low 4% range as well.
0: Yeah, so there's still really great historic affordability there. And one of the things that I've tracked um, right along is, okay, what point are we we breaking out to mortgage rates that are higher than what we saw even after the recession. And we had mortgage rates as high on a 30-year fix with good credit of just over 4.5% in 2012, in 2012. And so, you know, it's easy to get caught up in what we'd call recency bias, which is oh, I hear this going on so much it must be a much bigger deal than it really is. So how often are you able to identify real affordability concerns rather than you know people that are, are finding uh, that maybe the, the noise is, is exceeding the actual reality? You know, unfortunately, with the internet, there's a lot of noise. Yeah. People are, <laughs> people are, are using... I hear you don't want to believe everything you read there. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> people are using Google to the nth degree. And unfortunately, there are a lot of mortgage professionals that are posting things that are simply just not true. Uh, hence, steering the buyer into thinking that we're still in the low 3% range for a 30-year fixed. Oh, okay. Um, it's almost... You, you, might, you might either say a low information... Uh, interest rate seeker or a no-information interest yeah. rate seeker, but you know once I'm able to get them on the phone, we go through their qualifications, we're able to bring them back into the true realm of where the market truly is.
0: One thing I wanted to ask you based upon current conditions, we know that uh, the actual credit score numerically uh, can end up varying in terms of what will qualify for the best rates. Right now, what is the low end of a credit score to qualify for the best rates regardless of product? To qualify for the best rates, a little bit of
2: a, of a loaded question, but I mean, on the conventional loan, you definitely want to be over the 700 range. Okay. All right. Now, for government lending, such as FHA or VA, you definitely want to be usually around a 680 or better. However, 640 or more is generally acceptable.
0: And this is a big and Im- important part of the equation, right? Um, knowing what your number really is and knowing it in advance to be able to see what you really are going to qualify for. Uh, and and in, you know, in some cases, maybe even working towards building that a little bit before you go ahead and, and pull the trigger to buy.
2: I would always suggest when a borrower is preparing to buy a home to use a free credit report service like Credit Karma or FreeCreditReport.com just to get a general idea of where they are. But those are general credit pools, which means typically when a bank or lender pools their credit, it's weighted a little differently. So there will be a, anywhere from a 10 to 20 point difference between the scores, what you'll see generally. Mm -hmm. However, it will at least get you to understand where you are in the general realm, and then that way you can make an effective uh, decision moving forward as far as what type of loan might work best.
0: Now, one of the um, topics you wanted to cover today is actually an opportunity that exists for people that might otherwise have... A difficult time qualifying for a mortgage or be concerned that they might miss the boat. I, I imagine a lot of first time uh, home buyers that might not have highly established credit yet uh, that are looking at the opportunity especially uh, Zillow recently said that uh, our metro was the second best in the country relative to renting. Renting versus buying right now. And so I know that many people wish they had bought a couple of years ago. And the one thing that we always say seemingly year in and year out is more people a year from now will have looked look back at this time horizon and wish they had made a purchase. And so this is a way to do so. Tell us a little bit about what this product is and and how it enables people to be able to buy a home. Well, we've got an outlet to help people that are
2: kind of caught in between um, in certain credit situations, such as a foreclosure, a short sale, a bankruptcy, a deed in lieu. Um, Traditionally, with each type of loan program, there are specific mandatory waiting periods. For instance, with a conventional loan and a foreclosure, it's seven years. But there's tons of conventional buyers out there that just don't want to wait the full seven years, sure. right? So we have an outlet to where a borrower could be one day out of a foreclosure. Short, one day? So one day. Wow. Um, it could be all the way down to 500 credit scores. Um, so we have a product, so it's right in between that of a con- normal financing like a conventional loan like we were talking about before in the in the low four percent range or that of what they call hard equity that could be in the double digits percentiles so this will get a borrower right in the middle of that range keep them a little bit comfortable until they can wait out their waiting period for Fannie Mae or FHA or VA and then at that point jump back in refinance to a typical type mortgage like conventional or government loan and then go forward from there
0: So there are options for people who have more difficult situations and and Lisa this is something that's potentially so valuable to so many people in our community I received a a note from a listener just in the last few weeks that just within the last year wrapped up a short sale from the uh, site uh, you know, from the from the housing crisis, and they are looking to get back on their feet. And these are the issues we have. You know, people who unfortunately were hit the hardest during the downturn, and now are missing the opportunity um, when the housing market is rebounding. How many people uh, do you f- still find that are in those situations that are within, say, that seven year time horizon, having gone through a, a foreclosure or a short sale?
1: Well, many are are definitely in that situation, and often turn. To- to FHA or VA as as a viable option. However, I mean, want to be one day out of a short sale or foreclosure and to be able to have options so that you can get back to stability, because there's something about having your own home where everybody can feel comfortable and settled instead of being in a situation where you're at the control of so many other people. A landlord next year, you may love it there and may want to stay, and the landlord may decide to sell it we're having that happen a lot Uh, and there's a reason why rent rates are so great right now and it's so favorable for our landlords is because a lot of these people are kind of stuck in this no man land.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: So it might.
0: In many cases having been told and maybe even advised when they went through um, their, their financial distress that they would have to wait this many years before they could do something. So they just assume that's still the case.
1: And the other assumption that people have is that their credit score has not recovered. Right. And so I think that's great advice is to go and pull do a credit karma and let's just pull it and see what the ballpark of reality is because many times once you stop that late payment once that foreclosure or short sale is done and you stop the continual credit bleeding and then you can start recovering depending on what other uh, lines of credit you have you just have to be and we're seeing a lot of um lack of attention right now to this, you have to pay your bills on time. Yes, And you have to be, before, if I were getting a, a mortgage or planning to get a mortgage in the near future, before I would do anything that could impact my credit, I'd be calling Eric and saying, is this okay? Is it okay if I open this credit card? Is it okay if I go and change anything financial? Because even a positive change can be viewed as an issue and so use the resources that you have Eric and I have put together a which we will be putting live soon a series of videos giving some tips on things that can help how much money do you need to put down what are your best options for type of loans what do you do to improve your credit just some basic things that Eric and I think well of course everybody knows this and then we have that client that goes out there and opens up a a furniture store credit card right before closing and we're going wait a minute you know and we we tell them not to and we give them advice and yet you know there's a lot that they're absorbing so you know you just once again check, check the resources that we have and just make sure that you're doing the right things for your credit but pay your bills on time and then let's explore so if you had a short sale three, five years ago, a foreclosure, and you haven't purchased, you probably should be calling me. And let's just see what that looks like. Let's get you in touch with Eric and just run the numbers and see because it probably, if you're like everybody else, is better for you to buy than to keep paying the rent for your, your landlord.
0: You bring up so many valid points in thinking about people that are in a, a situation where they've had some adversity. You know, if you have been through a, a short sale, for example, maybe you know, a lot of people end up in this situation even these days due to a divorce, life circumstances like that that come out of left field. We talk about how, you know, a lot of the economy on the, the job market side is reduced recovering. But we know there are certain sectors that are doing very poorly. Retail right now is back in the same place it was in general during the Great Recession. So life does happen. One of the things that you can take heart in, there are two things that can never be taken away from you uh, in Florida if you even end up going into bankruptcy. And that's a homesteaded property, provided that you're current on the mortgage payment. So what you're talking about, Eric, being able to get in there, as long as somebody stays current on the mortgage payment, even if other life circumstances uh, ended up leading them down a, a difficult path, they could hang on to their home, provide their current on it, and your retirement accounts, which by the way, as an aside, and I'm not here to to advise on on uh, you know the, the true group show, but you should not be rating your retirement accounts unless there is a ironclad clear path uh, to where you're going to be able to avoid bankruptcy. Don't just do it and run out of retirement money, then end up in the same place anyway. So for those two reasons, it further reinforces um, the uh, viability and stability that comes along with owning a homesteaded property in Florida. And Eric, I know that you have you've seen it all. I mean, having been in the business uh, during the housing boom, during the housing crisis, and the days since, and the recovering times, and the changing market, uh, changing administrations, and regulation. Um, you know, there there are a lot of people that you have come across. That you've been able to. To help that didn't think they would be able to purchase a home
2: so many times that's the case brian you know somebody just assumes from what they may have seen on the internet or being told by their neighbor or friend or family member that okay you've just had this life event to where it's going to make it impossible for you to move forward with the purchase um, we've had tons of consultations to where it has completely worked out conversely we have had some as well that you know yeah. Maybe it wasn't the right time, but more often than not, the opportunity is there and it's usually squandered just by a perception of failure from the very beginning.
0: Yeah. And Lisa, you know, you mentioned something else that I thought was really instructive because we've talked about little things that can make a big difference with your credit score. Um, The credit rating agencies, we all know how much data is out there anymore and how closely it can be tracked. And so one of the trends that's occurred over the past couple of years that some of the rating agencies have started to utilize the trend line. And so typically if somebody misses one particular payment on a bill, it's not just usually one that gets missed. Right, and so for that, a couple of things. One, if you accidentally forget to make a payment, go back and, and plead forgiveness, make good with that um, in that account, and hopefully it doesn't get reported. Uh, don't take that for granted. But the other thing, because of that, simple payment a, a payment being missed often is hitting people by fifty percent or fifty points for a first time on a credit score. That's different. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to the recession, that average from what I was looking at was in the twenty to thirty point range. So it becomes more punitive to make even just one mistake that way. Think about the difference for 50 points for a lot of people in terms of what that can mean. And the other... Is on the the inverse uh, that we're talking about. You, you, Eric, you're talking about how uh, you know 500 credit score one day out of a a short sale. Well, because the data is also more intuitive. If you have somebody who has a history of having been responsible, but there's one obvious life circumstance that occurred that can be pointed to, and you know there's a demonstration of how they're going to be able to make good. There also is more understanding that way than there used to be. You know, to Lisa's point, as far as credit goes, it's definitely better for me
2: to look at this person's credit up front and give them an idea where they're going to be, where they're going. Um, A lot of times we're working with a person and their credit, not that we're a credit counseling agency by any means, but we are able to identify key points that will help a person's credit stabilize a little bit more for mortgage financing. And like to your point again, we do have products that we can offer for somebody that is in a credit situation to where they did have an issue like a foreclosure, a short sale, and so on that may or may not have been their fault. But at least now there's a path to true home ownership.
0: Well, and then you get into credit utilization, too, right? Sometimes just paying your credit cards down past a certain point, often 30% of what's available, that can end up making a huge difference, too, right?
2: That's a huge difference. Um, One of the things that we see that actually brings down a person's credit is that, let's just say they have a few dollars left on their installment car loan. Okay. Paying that off, that's a negative. Um, You know, sometimes carrying just a small balance on revolving cards is is the key to success. Uh, And people tend to, with zero Uh, 0% transfer fees and 0% credit cards, the trick is everyone's transferring all their money onto something, and then they're having a higher uh, ratio of credit utilization on that card, Mm -hmm. which is seen as a negative by the bureaus, hence dropping their score. Even yeah. though it's a benefit to them.
0: So these are all the different things strategically that Eric can take a look at with you that can end up having a significant difference. Because in that example he's just talking about, that often could be a 30 point difference right there, even if you're current on it. So a little could go a long way in terms of information and, and the product itself. Lisa, uh, when you take a look at the overall composition of the buyers that are out there, the market has been hottest. So I would imagine the most activity on the affordable end. You know, we're not seeing as much cash come into the market as. We have been uh, before. So sure. I imagine these types of nuances are extremely important, especially to those uh, first-time home buyers that are stepping into the market.
1: It it is very important when you are buying a property that you have all the financial information, you understand the type of market you're about to enter into. It's why we do a consultation with our buyers. We don't just start showing them properties. We sit down first and discover what they're looking for, why they're looking for it, and explain to them that this is the type of market you're entering in. Is it a buyer's market? Is it a neutral market, which there's very little of right now? Or is it a seller's market? So that they're prepared with the information. Part of the, the joy of buying a home, especially if you've been through a foreclosure or short sales, also the emotional side of it. And I think that we don't think about that a lot it it, the reality is to be able to have that kind of stability and get back to something you own so that's why i love this program and even though yes the interest rate is a little bit higher it's not forever because you're going to continue to do the right things so that you can eventually get a a lower rate uh, loan but it allows you to get back to that mental plus of, of owning a home And it is a big deal. And like you said, coming out of divorces, a job loss or an illness, I mean, there's some legitimate reasons why people go through those situations, but this allows them to recover emotionally a lot faster.
0: Yeah, makes perfect sense, and also cost controlling. Even if you're taking a look at a higher mortgage rate, if you do have a, a situation that is a little more difficult to work through, um, you know, you have no control over what next year's rent is going to be, let alone the ownership and the ability to build equity there. And uh, you know, Eric, when you take a look at the overall uh, rental market today and and what rent rates are, you take a look at uh, you know what a mortgage affordability looks like. You know, Zillow was saying it was is number two in the country for our particular area. Um, how many people have you actually been able to save money when they've come to you to purchase and they make a mortgage payment relative to, to making a rent payment?
2: Honestly, rents are so inflated right now. No matter where you're going to fall in the range, whether you're FHA, conventional, or you do fall into this program we're talking about, the difference in your monthly payment is so far less than what the inflated rental rates are out there right now. In addition, you have an interest, uh, interest deduction on your tax returns. You have so many benefits. And like Lisa point. was saying, on the emotional side, you have a baseline of stability now. Yeah. You have something to start over with and move forward with and, and grow. So it's great on all different fronts. All right,
0: makes and, perfect And
1: sense. one thing I want to add about that, it also locks in, if, you're, if this is your primary home, which it would be for this type of program, it locks in your property tax base because that's one of the biggest things, and let's face it, your landlord doesn't have that same benefit. Right. So taxes keep going up and up, and guess who pays that? It's not coming from the landlord's profit. Nope. It's one of the reasons why we're seeing our rents rise every year because that amount has gone up and we're going to see them go up again this year. It's just it's going to happen. And so it's important to understand that that it's another way that you can project what your expenses are going to be instead of just be at the guess of what happens with our property taxes.
0: That is such a good and an important point because people have heard that rent rates have been rising and rising and rising rising and they have been anywhere an average of five to eight percent for the past, gosh, I think it's seven, eight years now. And so you hear that and it's like, oh, OK, well, I guess it's just the market or maybe a greedy landlord that can get away with it. What you're talking about has been driving it. at least half of that locally has been driven by increases in property taxes because there are no protections for those landlords.
1: Yeah. Yes, I, I obviously the, the landlord wants to make profit, and yet many of our landlords that have honored and not raised prices, they've been in the hole for the last few years. And so if they're going up, it's probably been driven by property taxes. So it's another reason to buy and lock that in, because as a primary person, you can hit homestead exemption, which gets the Save the Homes benefit, which completely allows you to know what pretty much your taxes are going to be year after year after year instead of having these big surprises. That's
0: great information. So, Eric, uh, as we wrap up today, if you want to just give us a rundown real quick of uh, some of the information that people uh, should be thinking of and have ready to go um, if they want to position themselves for a mortgage right now. Certainly. Step one. Pull your credit report through a free credit reporting agency like Credit Karma
2: or FreeCreditReport.com just to get a baseline. Sometimes there's things on your credit report you don't know even existed. So true. Second, you want to have all your finances in order, have your paperwork ready, and it's the same. We This list is the same for just about everybody, and it's the last two years' tax returns and W-2s. Your last two months of bank statements and your last month of pay stubs. As long as you have all these things put together prior to getting pre-approved, the process is seamless. But if you don't, if you don't have it all ready yet, that doesn't mean you shouldn't start. We'll start at that level too, it's just that some people have the time to be a little bit more organized than others, um, but no matter where you are in this, that stage of buying or getting pre-approved, we'll make sure that we, we work you all the way through. There's sometimes it takes a day to get somebody pre-approved, and there's sometimes where maybe they're not as prepared as they thought, and it may take a little longer. But at the end of the day, we'll get them through.
0: Still able to close in under 30 days? Definitely. All right. So get started today. If you want more information, again, get started right now at truerealestate911.com. If you're not already there, it's the best local resource you're going to find for real estate information anyway. The video, the trues post constantly to keep you informed. You get the latest market information. You have the ability to search the MLS like a real estate pro yourself. I mean, the trues pay for that so you can see everything in real time. If a home goes under contract, you see it. If it gets listed, you see it right away. It's so cool. Even if you're just kind of a real estate lawyer, it's anything to check out. So true Real estate 911com And of course, buying, selling questions seven days a week, 561-972-8326, 561-972-8326.